we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for September 4th, 2023. Continuing forward, <clears throat> next report, uh, extent of debanking revealed nearly 1 million UK accounts shut in the past four years. Big banks in the United Kingdom have shut down nearly 1 million accounts over the last four years, a paper revealed amid the ongoing scandal of Brexit leader Nigel Farage being debanked for his political opinions. A report from the Mail on Sunday <clears throat> revealed that banks are on pace to set a record number of closures this year, with 200,000 accounts having been closed since the start of the year. They're debanking people, in other words, which segues from the last report where we talked about this extreme internet censorship that is here but is coming and is only going to get worse and worse and worse. This is another... Uh, along the same lines uh, type of report. This puts banks on a pace to top the number seen last year, <clears throat> which stood at 343, 350 um, evidently accounts closed. A freedom of information request to the Financial Conduct Authority revealed. In total, nearly 1 million accounts have been closed over the past four years alone. However, the paper noted this figure may be underestimating the true scale of account closures, given that it only reflects accounts closed over concerns of financial crimes. Yeah, well, therefore, it would not include cases like that of Nigel, Nigel Farage, um, because they shut down his account because he did, quote, not align with the bank's satanic values i'm not defending nigel frosh i'm just saying that the bank's values like they have some kind of moral code and if they do we know it's satanic so again another way they're going to go after people is just debanking people um <clears throat> the coming 2024 climate lockdowns in the uk 15 minute cities only have 15 minutes of freedom here in the uk so let me tell you the plan the plan is in Oxford, and this has just been passed by the council, to divide the city here into, the squiggly city, into six parts. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. And you will only have the freedom to operate in the part that you live. So if this is you, the idea is that everybody will live within 15 minutes of the things they need. 15 minutes of a school, 15 minutes of a doctor's, 15 minutes of a supermarket. And if you want to travel to the other zones in your... You're, you're prisoners, is what you are. You're herded in like cattle into their designated kill zones, really, is what they are. Uh, this is why they, they, they got you right where they want you. You know, if they want to have a dues attack or whatever they want to do if you're you know not in compliance or if they want to just imprison you or whatever you know they'll know right where to find you right where to come get you you're going to have cameras in every single place you go um the climate lockdowns this is going to um it, it says here climate lockdowns it's a real thing and you should um you should know about coming to the uk in 2024 how long until this starts in the U.S.? And they're already starting the Smart City Initiative. I just had a listener the other day email me all the cities that are on board with the Smart City Initiative in the United States. And it's, oh, I don't know, somewhere, it looked to be 150. And these are bigger cities, but yeah, it's coming here as well in, in America. Or maybe soon your town you will have to go out an approved route 
you will have to journey around the outside of the city in order to re-enter another section of the city. <clears throat> this plan is supposed to be saving the planet. And the idea is that you won't simply be able to cross over into other sections of your city anymore. Which so is going to cause you to burn more gas if you have to go outside and take more time and, uh, you know, use up more resources. But supposedly this is for the climate, Mother Gaia. Your mother, for example, lived over here. <clears throat> you wouldn't be able to just go across and see her. This would all be done via e-gates, electronic gates and number plate recognition. You in your area will only be allowed within that 15 minute zone that you've been allocated. The number plate recognition will know if you leave your zone and you can apply for permission, a permit to leave your zone and travel to another zone. But you'll only be allowed to do this about a 100 times a year. This is real. I just have to stop and say that this is actually being passed by Oxford Council. This is happening in the next two years, right. 2024, it begins. And if you use up all your 100 passes that someone designates whether you're allowed to have to go into the different zones, you'll be fined. Your number plate will be recognised. It will observe that you've gone somewhere you're not allowed in your own city and it will fine you £100 or £80 or whatever the fine number is. This is coming your way. This has already been approved in Oxford, in Canterbury. There's another scheme. It's for five zones, but the same principle. This is not. Yeah. And we've been reporting on this a lot lately. Um, I just want to kind of give you always a heads up of where they are on this whole satanic uh, agenda. Uh, Department of Defense to crack down on disinformation. And we know that that means truth. And on social media, with the help of AI. <clears throat> and uh, this comes despite court order by federal judge barring government censorship of American speech using big tech or third-party groups. The Department of Defense has contracted a New York-based AI company to deploy software to target disinformation, quote, disinformation, on social media in real time. So in other words, not you post a comment, it's not going to be up there for a day. It's going to be real time. Whatever they perceive, whatever Satan perceives as disinformation, the satanic AI. U.S. Special Operations Command contracted a Crete AI to predict and neutralize harmful viral disinformation and deepfakes created by AI-generated synthetic media claims the company. Social media is widely recognized as an unregulated environment where adversaries routinely exploit reasoning vulnerabilities and manipulate behavior through the intentional spread of disinformation. The USSO COM is at the tip of the spear in, re in recognizing the critical need to identify and analytically predict social media narratives at an embryonic stage before those narratives evolve and gain traction. They don't want you to have access to any truth whatsoever this whole thing like with lahaina that's all come they want that to be a 100 percent thing of the past they want any kind of truth to be a 100 percent thing of the past and it may get that way it may get to where the point where the night cometh when no man can work i mean you know they're in control of the internet and um i've tried for <clears throat> over really over 20 years to get out 
really even more than that if you count the the newsletters I was putting out even before that, probably into the late 90s, uh, because I knew this day was coming. I knew this day was coming where, you know, 1984, George Orwell, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, the whole nine yards. Um, so how quick it gets here, I, I don't know. Um, definitely a lot to pray about. Let's go further here. Uh, they claim that the AI was necessary to snuff out disinformation created by competitors or disgruntled employees. That's the excuse they're giving. Of course, given all the information revealed by the Twitter files, the true purpose of government censorship initiatives is not to fight um, disinformation, but to silence truth and conservative viewpoints, such as it did on the COVID scandemic, the 2020 election, the Ukraine war, the Hunter Biden laptop, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What is, okay, so then we're switching gears again. What is primary water and the scam of water outages that are more and more coming? Kent and Sussex in the UK, um, they announce a house pipe ban announced amid water shortages from the BBC News. A hose pipe, I'm sorry, hose pipe and sprinkler ban has come into force in southeast. Uh, water customers in Kenton, Sussex. The measure affects at least 1 million people. And rule breakers could be get hit with a thousand pound fine. That's a lot of money. The ban means that using house pipes, I'm, a, I am, I'm assuming that means a garden hose, to water gardens, clean cars, and fill swimming pools will not be allowed. So make sure you just let everything die. Um, this is from Debbie Downer Tavares, okay, from stopthecrime.net and she's always the most maximum negative if if everything that debbie said was going to come to pass when it was supposed to come to pass the way she talks we would have all been dead and in the grave a long time ago all of us collectively so understand when you're dealing with her and and some other people on alternative media they're maximum doom and gloom okay but not to say that there's not a lot of truth that she puts out though <clears throat> it's just truth that has no godly or christ-centered um footing at all so she puts out an advisory please understand what you'll read below is an effort to quickly let you know what we all face we have covered the truth about water for many years and we have countless articles and videos and articles on our sites primarywater.org which i would yeah highly recommend if you're not aware of this and stopthecrime.net, we're observing systemic water shortages slash outages that are easily avoidable if we are allowed to access primary water. But sadly, most folks will never be allowed to access the new pure unadulterated water down below the mantle. Our controllers are seizing at a rapid pace now all water resources and creating water markets. They will try to force you into geographical locations where water, the water will be reuse. Reuse is wastewater from sewage treatment plants. Toilet to tap. Yummy. But worse, sewage water contains forever chemicals that will cause disease, illnesses, and death. We cannot survive without water, and we will not survive on reuse devil water. I put the devil part in. This is another form of genocide, property theft, and for forcing folks off the lands into designated kill zones of intense, unsurvivable frequencies and microwaving. 
people are being programmed into the understanding that water is finite a finite resource only influenced by rain snow and weather events including heat along with lengthy droughts water is not influenced by what we are told please wake up we are not running out of water water is a renewable resource just like oil is and she proves it she proves it on her websites it's both of them oil and water okay um water is i don't have time to go into all that I, I have in previous studies you can keep in primary water or oil is renewable probably do those keyword searches um or go to her her website primarywater.org or stopthecrime.net and there's sections on this whole subject water is renewable Water is created below the mantle of the earth, which is why you have hot and cold springs that continuously surface and why geysers continually spray out of the ground. Um, to learn the truth about water, please go to primarywater.org. Keep in mind, we are told by May of, 20, May of 2023, maybe 2024, Paraguay would run out of water. Um, okay, and then the next report. <clears throat> Poisonous drinking water required by climate change agendas, recycled toxic water from sewers, feces, urine, and pharma drugs being laden in there, coming to your neighborhood taps for drinking, bathing, watering plants for your pets, and everything else you use water for. Sewer water will and has been blended into reservoirs from upstream locations and goes directly into our homes, businesses, schools, restaurants, swimming pools, drinking fountains, and more. This is not only a California agenda. These plans are worldwide. This is why I recommend it. it if you have, I, ideally, you would want to get your drinking water at least from a certified spring. Okay. And um, maybe some states, those are a lot more rare. Um, in North Carolina, they're not like everywhere, but <clears throat> a lot of obviously properties would have springs on them but uh you would want it if you got like bottled water from one of these companies you would want to do it in that fashion and make sure that the testing is being done um <clears throat> on the purity and all that other stuff that's ideal okay at bare minimum you're going to want to filter your water uh <clears throat> and i've done a lot of just can water filtration i don't want to try to go down that route again just suffice it to say fluoride is extremely hard to get out of the water. it's 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 so hard to get out of the water um because it has a very similar molecular weight as water itself so i would just search contendingfortruth.com on that and um <clears throat> i've done many studies on that particular subject but this whole agenda about toilet to tap is not just a california agenda it is the plans are worldwide well of course they want to defile us and the world and everything in it recycled water from sewers is coming to california taps once that water coursed through the sewer it soon may make its way out of your home faucet to your home faucet i'm sorry new regulations approved um <clears throat> march 6th evidently of this year by the state water resource control board allowed treated recycled water to be added to the reservoirs the source of California City's municipal drinking water supply. The man in charge of this bar, Barajas said San Diego is leading the state in infrastructure to begin carrying out the sewer to reservoir operation. But the rest of the state will likely follow. 
California has 36 main reservoirs, and Barajas said the decision could potentially affect all of them, but it's unclear how long that would take. Why would you want to dump sewage water into a reservoir unless you were just trying to contaminate it and defile it and defile everybody who would eventually drink it, and those reservoirs are going to become useless for recreation or whatever? Um, I mean, who's going to want to even go near this? Why would you, what, what What? possibly could be the rationale other than a, a totally satanic agenda? Like, yeah, we need more sewage water in the reservoirs because the reservoirs are running low. So we're going to pump sewage into it in order to increase the level. Give me a break. It's just 100% satanic. Just devils that love Satan. The water board says it funded more than 748 million worth of water recycling projects last year I, I guess sewer to tap investigations on health issues of drinking water are over according to Tavares. this poison water will cause illness and degrade life this is the sdgs water action plans adopted in your cities look up sustainable development goals sdg in your city because they're, they're probably you know everywhere Along these lines, I haven't reported on this in quite a while. I've done many, many reports on Fukushima. The Fukushima event and them dumping this radiation water into the Pacific and defiling all the aquatic life and killing aquatic life and these types of things. In July, uh, while well, China retaliates over Fukushima water dump, and um, <clears throat> in July, the UN's nuclear watchdog so we know if it's the UN, we can trust it, gave Japan the green light to dump treated radioactive water from the crippled Fukushima plant into the Pacific. So I haven't been able to clean up Fukushima after all these years. You know, no, can't can't do much about it. We're just kind of kind of working with what we can do. And now the world braces for the first release of radioactive water on Thursday. Look, it's not the first release. Come on, they were releasing this stuff for years. I didn't know they had ever stopped. Doesn't change the fact that all the stuff they dumped in from before, you know, is in there. They're acting like this is some big new thing that never happened. I reported on this for years, how they were doing this. And they act like, oh, this is some new thing that just started. No, this has been ongoing. If you can't Fukushima in the keyword search box, I mean, you're going to see report after report. I mean, I probably keep you busy for weeks just listening to those audios I did where I talked about that. Tokyo Electric Power Company, better known as TEPCO, will begin discharging 1.34 million tons. Oh, only million tons of the radioactive devil water that has accumulated since 2011? tsunami oh again they were releasing it for years okay and they're acting like they've just been storing this up since 2011 what a lie from the pit of hell evidently they're just banking on everybody having like zero short-term memory unbelievable it's part of a 150 billion dollar cleanup effort well that's a great cleanup effort just dump it into the ocean uh after the worst nuclear radi radi nuclear disaster since Chernobyl, the discharge of radioactive water will be released over three decades. Oh, good. And has been filtered and diluted. Oh, wonderful. 
I'd like to see them get a big glass of it and the, the people doing this and, and, you know, it's it's safe. We'll just drink this and, you know, no, that would never happen. But that hasn't stopped China and Hong Kong, some of the largest buyers of Japan seafood. I've been telling people for ever since this happened, don't buy tuna. Don't buy Pacific caught tuna or really anything in the Pacific as far as seafood goes. I've warned about that for so long and they're acting like this is just some well, we're just finally releasing it. We, yeah, it's been stored up for all this time. We, you know, it's it's like insanity. It's it's like okay, there's this you know 900 pound AIDS infested gorilla in the room that has been there in the Pacific Ocean for years now, but no, it really wasn't there. We're just going to start now, though. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um. <clears throat> It hasn't stopped China and Hong Kong, some of the largest buyers of Japan's seafood exports, from issuing warnings about bans on seafood imports from 10 prefectures if the dump begins. Hong Kong Chief Executive John Lee stated this week that he had immediately instructed trade officials to impose import control measures to protect Hong Kong's food safety and public health. Um, let's see here. The Japanese government insists on discharging nuclear wastewater into the sea. This is an unprecedented decision and the practice of discharging large amounts of nuclear waste over 30 years, regardless of the inexorable risks to food safety and irreversible pollution and damage to the marine environment is an irresponsible imposition on others. But again, they, they were doing this for years and they're acting like, oh, it's just now. And I, again, disconnect here. I, I, <laughs> I mean, this is so insane. Uh, next report, Japan's decision to discharge treated nuclear tainted water into the, into the Pacific has sparked vehement objections from the local population. I mean, I used to play videos, video after video after video where guys were, uh, one guy in particular was going along the California coast, the upper California coast, the Oregon, uh, Canadian, uh, Washington into Alaska and showing these gigantic areas that once were teeming with life, dead zones, areas of the ocean that were totally dead zones. Um, and it was from the Fukushima dump. Okay, they were picking up the radiation. I mean, guys on the beaches in Washington, California, and, and, these, and, and showing radiation from the water on the beaches. Okay, and they act like, oh, we're just starting this now. <sighs> I mean, okay. I just want I just want my listeners to be aware that, you know, man, they've been doing this a long time. Uh, cancer risk surges from even tiny traces of tritium, expert warns amid Fukushima water dump. Um, again, Japan's decision to discharge treated nuclear tainted water into the Pacific has sparked vehement objections from the local population, the international humanitarian community as well as from China, South Korea and other neighbors in the region. Japan started discharging radioactive tritium-laced wastewater from earthquake and tsunami hit Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant in late August. Yeah, and again, let's talk about all the other years back that they've done it. With all the country's immediate neighbors plus Mexico and countries in Latin America voicing concern over the move. However, Japanese authorities assured the procedure is safe. Oh, okay, we trust you, Satan. Of course, you would never lie to us. The presence of even a low concentration of tritium in the water is known to increase the risk of cancer by over 
Moscow State University oceanographer Sergei Mukamatov told Sputnik. So again, I, again, all the more reason not to buy seafood. Anything from, I mean, really seafood anywhere, uh, kind of suspect. Uh, you get the, the Gulf disaster, you got the Fukushima, you, you got all the microplastics in the water. You've got so much stuff going on that we've reported on over the years. Um, you know, just, I want you to be aware that's a part of this, a gigantic part of this ministry is I'm, I'm a watchman and I'm here to warn. And that's something I want my listeners to be aware of this. Uh, along those lines, Biden's new crackdown on another appliance will be worse than gas stoves. It's not just stoves. Biden is going after air conditioners and other home appliances. Again, this is a heads up. This is straight from Fox News. We have seen a big consumer backlash in 2023 over the Biden administration's bureaucrats targeting gas stoves. But that could pale in comparison to the coming anger over the costly air conditioning regulations. In fact, that has already begun making an unusually hot summer even more unpleasant for homeowners needing air conditioner repairs and things could get downright ugly starting next summer the epa just announced a 40 percent product uh production cut in 2024 for the hfcs or the floral hydrofluorocarbons the widely used class of refrigerants used uh targeted for their claim contribution to climate change of course as it is the modest 10 percent cut Enforced today has already caused many HFCs to triple in price, including the HFC 410A, which is used in most home air conditioners. Um, as a result, placing the refrigerant lost from a leak has cost millions of homeowners at least 150 to 200 more than it used to. But next summer, stricter production quotas will be in effect, likely sending refrigerant costs through the roof and repair costs with them. The EPA regulators are targeting new systems, too. A pending rule would outlaw all but the most climate-friendly new central air conditioners by 2025. Doing so is strongly supported by the slimy air conditioning equipment makers who see an opportunity to make a gigantic profit on their pricier models. So they're in on it too. You know, they're right in lockstep with the government. All they're seeing is dollar signs because they care so much about their customers. Um, it would be bad enough if EPA were only... The, we're the only federal agent that agency that has it in for the affordable air conditioning market, but the DOE or the Department of Energy is also just as bad. Uh, they have a track record for concocting energy efficiency regulations for air conditioners and other appliances. Perhaps the, the worst of them created at the end of the Obama administration taking effect on January 1st of this year has caused prices for new central air conditioner systems to spike up by $1,000, according to several installers. And the agency is already in the early stages of devising an even tougher rule. Uh, separate rulemakings also target window air conditioners and other categories of cooling systems. So again, this is the kind of heads up stuff I want my listeners to be aware of because again, they're just trying to paint us into a corner in every way, shape, and form. Financially, economically, you better watch what you say, you better watch what you do, you know, everything. And my biggest thing is in whenever at all possible, you know, pray and then also non-compliance with whatever satanic edicts that you know they're trying to implement and shove down your throat because if if there is not non-compliance then it just gives the satanic handlers of society the green light to move forward okay and that's a kabbalistic principle so um <clears throat> what explains the anti-homeowner tilt much like the nonsense of 
coming from Washington these days. It's based on the energy department's need to confront, confront the global climate crisis, which is totally non-existent. The only thing they, they the climate-wise that they're doing, they're creating through all their weather warfare, you know, and, you know, use weapons and things like this to create fires and arsonists and, you know, plethora of things like that. So again, they create the problem and then they give you the solution. Problem, reaction, solution. Indeed, beyond air conditioners and stoves, Biden regulators are going after furnaces, incandescent light bulbs. Those are those have been banned. Incandescent light bulbs. You could probably still find them online, but again, I, I have said for years, don't use the LEDs. They're horrible for your eyes. They put out tons of dirty electricity. Yeah, they last longer. They use less wattage or whatever, but there's all these health impacts. They can be used as spine devices as well. They and they're very highly compatible with the smart grid, whereas incandescent lights are not. Yeah, they don't last as long, but some of them you can buy, you know, 10,000. You probably can still buy them online. I got a, I got a really good supply, you know. Um, and you never know, you might use them to barter. But yeah, those those have been done away with That's the, as, as of this summer. Uh, they're, they're going after washing machines, refrigerators, dishwashers, ceiling fans, water heaters. They also want to bring all these appliances into the smart realm. Um. Energy Star Efficient is also another earmark of that, which I try to avoid whenever possible. That's smart, great, compatible, energy efficient, uh, the five star. And, um, you know, they can communicate with your smart meter and you'd be used as spying devices and monitor all of your electrical usage a lot easier than if you had older appliances that are not smart grid compatible. Um Hardly in any rooms in your house will be spared, and each proposed new regulation asserts that the climate-related benefits help to justify the extra costs. All of this is meddling, is bad news for consumers, but the measures targeting air conditioners will likely prove to be the worst of the bunch. So, uh, again, if there's things like that, that that I just mentioned that maybe you might not uh, think you might have access to, you might want to try to... If you can, if you're in a financial position, if the Lord leads you, you know, maybe secure those things now um, as opposed to waiting until they break down and then later maybe having not access to something that you would want to have access to that you do have now. Now, I understand that may not be an option for a lot of people. I get it. I'm just saying, just thinking out loud, you know. Okay, again, I'm, this is a study I've kind of been wanting to do for a long time because I'm covering a lot of different bases here. All along the same lines, all of them like taking away our freedom and in just a lot of things coming um, down the line here. Not any one particular subject, but the, the next thing again, Bill Gates' new plan to ban meat. Is Bill Gates orchestrating a master plan to ban meat, pushing the world uh, towards synthetic alternatives? In this video, we unravel a potential scheme linking Gates to the rise in meat allergies and his vested interest in the synthetic food industry. And um, we're going to be talking about that extensively next. We all know that Bill Gates have been pushing for fake meat or meat alternatives for some time. But is there a new plan that just surfaced that will make all of us want to give up meat and switch to fake meat or even cricket meat? I may be Oh, I know. I, I'll be the start ahead of the line on that one. I love my frankenmeat and I love my crickets and all my bugs. I mean, I can't get enough of them. You know, like cotton candy, I eat it up. But I ain't about that bug meat life. So in this video, I'll unveil a new potential plan. That's because that he's racist. 
strip away our choices when it comes to eating meat and how it might be connected to our good old buddy Bill Gates. But for those that need some catching up, I'll unpack what Bill has said about meat and what's he been up to that might suggest that he wants to ban meat permanently. So let's dive right in. Okay, so to start out today's video, we first have to start out with the fact that Bill Gates does want more people to eat less meat. For many years, he's been consistently saying that in many news publications that rich countries, quote unquote, should move to 100% synthetic meat, aka lab-made meat using artificial ingredients. Yes. And of course, he says climate change is the reason why we need to abandon natural meat altogether. I mean, you would think that factories being involved would kind of be worse for the environment, right? And for those that are unaware, there's something called the Agenda 2030, aka the Great Reset. The main tenet of the Great Reset basically calls for a global reset of the entire world economy where you will own nothing and you will be happy. In fact, in that trailer video for the Great Reset, there's even a mention that we will all eat less meat by 2030. Now, I make this connection because Bill Gates is a major computer, I mean, major contributor to the group that's pushing for the Great Reset. Now, remember too, you can reference this, red meat and spiritual warfare. I've done probably three studies on emphasizing the importance of red meat and spiritual warfare. Okay, and I know you might think, what does that, I'm telling you, there is a relation and we biblically ferret that whole thing out in those studies. Just key, key that in it. Again, um, I've, I've already done it. It's pointless for me to do another one on it, but it's uh, it, this is a big reason why they don't want to see eating, particularly red meat, um, particularly if you're a Christian engaging in spiritual warfare. Because if you think about it, that would be the main threat to them on planet Earth, is that dynamic. And that's the World Economic Forum. This same group, the World Economic Forum, wants the world to eat less meat because of climate change. And instead, they want the world to adopt an insect-based diet to substitute the protein intake that we get from natural juicy steak or ribeye, filet mignon. Man, I'm getting hungry. Even if you just Google WEF insect, there are several articles that are published by the World Economic Forum about how all of us need to give insects a chance for it to be part of our everyday Amen, diet. Brother. Or how eating insects can lead to reducing climate change. Yes. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. Of course, Bill Gates is... Kian Chitin. C-H-I-T-E-N, um, especially with, with crickets and their exoskeletons. I mean, it's cancer-causing. It's it's just horrific for you. I mean, and it's it's basically indigestible. We, we're not made to break down chitin. And that's a gigantic component of these insects. So, again, that's all by design on purpose. This is all about killing us off, making us sick, weak, where we can't fight back. That's, that's all the stuff that's happening to the planet um and to us is for that exact reason they want a nice sick weak weak dumbed down population because that type of population is extremely easy to control and dominate only behind this as well like i mentioned earlier but there are new things that are just surfacing about how bill gates might be connected to a new plant that could force people to ditch real meat even if you're a huge fan of ribeye steaks and filet mignon. But I do need to set some context for this. So let's check out this video that was filmed back in 2016. This is a video of a gentleman named Dr. Matthew Lau during a lecture at the World Science Festival. Just check out this clip. Uh, people eat too much meat, right? And if they were to cut down on their consumption on meat, then they would, it would actually really help the planet. But people- Which are, is a total lie from the pit of hell. 
willing to give up meat. Yeah, you know, some people will be willing to, but other people, they may be willing to, but they sort of, they have a weakness of will. But so here's the thought. There, a we weakness have, of will. Okay. These intolerance. For example, I have milk intolerance. And there, some people are intolerant to crayfish. So possibly we can use hu human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat, to mm -hmm. certain kinds of bovine, uh, bovine proteins. Exactly. And there's actually analogs of this in life. There's this thing called the long star tick, where if it bites you, you will become allergic to meat. That's something that we can yep. do through human engineering. We can possibly address really big world yeah. problems. So we just need to have the whole population affected with whatever the lone star tick does when it bites you to make you totally allergic to meat to the point of having an anaphylactic shock attack if you even try to eat it and this is their way of satanically strong arm like a strong arm tactic to get you to stop eating red meat where you have no choice i've got listeners that can't do it now they've been bit by that that tick and they can't eat red meat anymore okay so this is real and just in case you're wondering, yes, Dr. Lau is also connected with the World Economic Forum. I mean, who isn't these days? Interestingly enough, a year after that lecture, Bill Gates grants $1 million to a company called Serious Nanoscience to focus on experiments involving ticks. And then in 2021, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation donates nearly $1.4 million to a company called Ossitech to further research a specific type of tick called the Asian blue tick, which also happens to be the same exact tick that Dr. Matthew Lau talks about that causes meat allergies. Man, why does it have to be Asian? What do we do to deserve this? And it's this tick that can carry the alpha-gal syndrome, which makes you allergic to meat. And there's no cure for alpha-GO syndrome at the time of the recording of this video. But it's that same year in 2021 when scientists discover that positive cases for alpha-GO syndrome or HES have been increased by 41.3% compared to 2017. Mm, hmm. Imagine Coincidence? that. Coincidence? I think not! And then fast forward to 2022, a Penn State publication reveals that scientists now have the ability to modify the gene on ticks to control the spread of diseases through ticks. Then in well, they did that with Lyme, Plum Island. I mean, that's why, how Lyme, which is a biological weapon, so is this alpha gal from the Lone Star tick. It's it, These are biological weapons that are engineered in laboratories. They're released, and then the, the ticks go out and breed with other, and then they release this stuff i mean this is this is what's going on here ticks are biological weapons at this point i'm not saying every single one but the ones carrying lime and the one the ones carrying this um this alpha gal or whatever um this lone star tick that gives you this meat allergy these are biological weapons 2023, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation liked what they saw with Oxitec and donates another $4.8 million to continue the research on ticks. So it only leaves me with the question, is Bill Gates trying to figure out how to make the world allergic to meat? To essentially He's not trying to figure out, he's done it. And they're releasing these ticks, they've already released them. And again, just like they did with the Lyme tick, okay, the Lyme spirochete, um, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's just this is the, a more updated version. Force banning it? And the question remains, but why? Why is Bill Gates trying to ban meat? Why is he anti-meat? Even going as far as potentially making people allergic to meat in the first place. I mean, Bill is technically a meat himself.
right? But in all seriousness, let's go connect the dots and the clues together. So the first clue is to follow the money and it begins to unveil the real reason why Bill Gates might be pushing for fake meat in the first place. If you follow the money, it turns out that Bill Gates is a shareholder and an investor in many synthetic food companies. One notable company is Impossible Foods. They're behind in the creation of Impossible Burgers and Impossible Hot Dogs. Well, it turns out that back in 2017, Bill Gates put in $75 million of investment into Impossible Food. And what's not also surprising is that Bill Gates also owns a part of a competitor brand called Beyond Meat. Man, what a bowler. That's like owning McDonald's and Burger King at the same time. But what's so ironic is that there are studies now being done to show that these synthetic beef does more harm to the environment oh, than grass-fed beef. It and does. because these synthetic meat yeah. are- What harm to the environment is grass-fed beef actually even doing? I mean, the cows poop and pee, that fertilizes the soil, okay? Um, they eat the grass, which grows automatically. Um, they're not doing any harm to the environment at all i mean it's god's way it's, it's what cows grazing sheep these are things that the lord gave us okay um everything they tell us is all based on lies essentially it's the exact opposite of what they always claim cultural process with coloring preservatives and artificial flavors they're right. really not the best option for your health either so no, if it's, these it's fake meat horrible for you this franken meat are found to be bad for the environment and it's not the best option or nutritionally best for our bodies why is bill gates continuing to push for these fake meats well as part of making these well, investments money all the money he stands to gain um obviously the death destruction evil wickedness that will be perpetuated as a result of this his devotion to satan i could go on and on and on bill gates is really after one thing he doesn't care about the climate. He doesn't care about the meat. It's not about the company. He cares about owning and controlling patents. You see, there's a bit of history behind why Bill Gates is so obsessed with patents, which, of course, we're not going to get into the weeds of it for this video. But back in the early days when Billy G was just a young lad starting out his first venture, Microsoft, there's a bit of a story where Bill Gates apparently lost a lawsuit relating to ownership of intellectual property. And since then, it appears that he vowed to never lose a battle when it comes to owning stuff. So I call it the revenge of the nerd. Since then, Bill has been putting a patent practically on everything he invests or touches. Microsoft alone owns more than 6,000 patents on software technology, most of which were initiated by Bill Gates. Later in his life, Bill will use Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation its money to fund research and development that will later file patents on technology and software, pharmaceuticals, vaccines, food ingredients, synthetic chemicals, and did I mention vaccines? Literally thousands of patents involving those things belong to the man himself, Bill Gates. In fact, Bill even tried to file a patent on a technology to control hurricanes. He's trying to be like Aquaman. What a nerd. And what's interesting about the patent law is that you could only file a patent on a man-made or man-modified product of nature. In other words, you cannot file a patent on a natural phenomenon or product of nature like naturally grown vegetables fruit meat weather and even air that's why they want to make the franken foods because they could patent them is much the same way that they can patent pharmaceutical drugs because they're synthetically made but 
The moment it has a human-engineered component or quote-unquote enhancement, the patent law does allow for intellectual property rights and protection on the invention. See where this is going for Bill? And through owning these patents, Bill gets a small piece of the profit whenever a company or an organization uses his patents to create a product or a service. I mean, like, can you imagine Bill getting a small share of the profit for stopping a hurricane? But that's just it. I mean, the only reason, it seems, for why he wants to ban meat and other natural ingredient is so that more and more people would buy products that use Bill's patent technology. So is it ultimately possible that Bill wants to use his Asian blue ticks to spread the meat allergy causing alpha-gull syndrome. This way, he can get more and more people to choose his synthetic alternative. Another potential possibility- That's exactly what's happening. Is that Bill might be already- it's the Lone Star Tick. Working on developing a treatment- Now, you could tell, just so you, before I forget, um, Lone Star Ticks look different than a lot of other ticks, but they're very distinctive and they would be very easy to identify if you did get bit by one because they have a white dot on their back. It's not a totally circular. It looks like somebody came along with like a paintbrush and it looks to be like white to beige to almost a slight lemon um, color on some of these uh, Lone Star ticks, even darker, um, like a light orange on some of them. If you see a... Um, tick with the white dot it's it's basically in this it, if you look at the center of the tick shell it'll be right in the center it's quite pronounced it's not like a perfect circle it looks again like somebody took a kind of a paintbrush and just kind of dabbed it on there so they look different in every single tick because i'm looking at several pictures of these things it's easy to see if you've been bit by one of these things and i'm going to give you the protocol uh to do if you get bit by them just like the Lyme protocol I believe that just because you get bit by one of them doesn't mean you've got it okay you've got a window of opportunity to knock this thing out here okay to knock that um what it's imparting to you out and I'm going to get into that uh after we cover this information here or the alpha-gal syndrome through some kind of a pill or a shot which, of course, he'll file a patent on, and he'll likely work with one of the big... But it won't get rid of it. It'll probably maybe control it. Maybe maybe they will have a treatment, but it's probably going to just maybe mitigate some of the... maybe some of the effects of it. But um, I cannot believe that they would come out with something that would actually totally suppress the effects of alpha-gal because they want those effects to take place in people. They don't want people to be able to eat um, meat brands to sell you the bill or a shot to temporarily treat the meat allergy. So he'll likely make it so that you'd have to take his treatment every 30 to 60 days yeah. if right. you want to continue eating the real deal, like steaks or filet mignon. Right. So it seems and, that- And it would probably be extremely expensive and extremely tons of side effects, whatever they would have. I mean, it, it's going to leave you in a much worse state than- um, you would have had if you hadn't had the shot or the pill or whatever. Now, we're theorizing here, but I mean, I, I can't see it being any other way than what he's presenting. Bill Gates is on a mission to create a synthetic or a man-made alternative to pretty much everything so that ultimately he can make more money in the name of climate change. Yeah. But in reality, it's at the expense of our health, 
our freedoms and our overall well-being. Yeah, but Bill, you can't spend all that money in the lake of fire and in hell. I just, I'm just little heads up for you there, and you're gonna burn so white hot, man. It's, but don't worry, you're gonna love it down there. You're gonna love it down there, Bill. You fork tongued devil, straight from the pit of hell. Um, next report uh, from Dr. Mercola, and this is just very. This is just a little bit of more extra information along these lines. Frankenfood, the bloody truth about lab-grown meat. Most cultured meat companies still use, this lab-grown meat still use, fetal bovine serum as a growth medium, okay? Which is obtained from unborn calves that are cut out of the mother's womb and drained of their blood while still alive. So it's like you ensanguate somebody, okay, like a vampire would. Hence, most claims of cultured meat being animal-free or free of animal cruelty is the exact opposite. Mission Barnes is developing, I guess a company named Mission Barnes is developing imitation bacon made from a mixture of cultured meat, cell-cultured pork fat, and pea protein. Have the pigs from which the cell samples are taken been treated with messenger RNA vaccines? Probably. That's probably another aspect of all this. Frankenfood. And if so, is the cultured pork and um cultured pork fat safe to eat well obviously no while the fake meat industry is being touted as environmentally friendly and sustainable way to feed the world the true intent is to recreate the kind of global control that monsanto i mean monsanto and others achieve through the patented gmo seed development franken seeds the terminator seeds that are only good for one use in the end lab created meats are worse for the environment than livestock and will undoubtedly deteriorate human health to boot just like the GMO grains have. Next report, history of weaponized insects and bugs. As the climate change cult insists that we stop eating meat, suddenly ticks are causing deadly allergies to meat. What is the alpha-gal syndrome or AGS? Call me a conspiracy theorist if you want. I've been called worse, especially since so many conspiracy theories have turned out to be true. But I have read a couple of pieces recently how ticks, namely the Lone Star ticks, are creating meat allergies. Now remember, they're the ones with like the whitish dot on their back. Um, they're creating these meat allergies, which according to the CDC is an emerging public health concern and it got me thinking about coincidences. Another thing this does is it, it they want to keep you out of nature. They want to keep you out of the forest. They want to keep you out of where you might, you know, think to retreat to, to get away from them. That's another aspect of this whole thing here. Um, there is a lot of good natural uh, tick sprays that you can apply before you go out into the woods, which would, I think, help to mitigate a lot of these these issues here. Okay, but it is also something that you, if you're in the woods for a long period of time, you would you would want to get checked by someone like um, uh, after you got out of the woods, especially uh, for if you have any of these ticks on you that maybe you're not detecting. Okay, I'm going to tell you some more things when we get to the treatment here um let's see here um like the coincidence of new emerging public health concern right at the time when we see a global warming proponents insisting we stop eating meat coincidentally those telling us to stop eating meat are also the same ones pushing us to eat bugs which are again horrific for you alpha gal syndrome or ags is a seriously and potentially life-threatening allergic reaction that comes after people eat red meat and consume products that have alpha gal a type of sugar found in most mammals, according to the CDC. 
As for the AGS meat allergy, it can manifest as anaphylaxis uh, or a life-threatening allergic reaction characterized by a sudden constriction of the airway and a drop in blood pressure, according to the National Institutes of Health. Researchers say that unlike allergic reactions to other foods, which are, are generally immediate, alpha-gal syndrome reactions can occur three to six hours after eating red meat, which is the most important of the meat categories for things I've got into with the uh, spiritual warfare studies I've done on that. Um, AGS can also include rash, hives, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, shortness of breath, stomach pain, and heartburn. Symptoms can be mild to severe, officials have said. The, clove, the global warming crowd, now known as climate change crowd, because the previous name didn't catch on, seems obsessed about getting Americans to stop eating meat. So is there any chance whatsoever that the scientists would weaponize insects and the arachnids, which many consider ticks to be? Well, of course, and they've been, they've been doing that since Lyme, Lyme disease came out. So here's a, another report. CDC warns of red meat AGS allergy caused by Lone Star ticks as an emerging public health concern. This is Dabu 7. We have the CDC saying that red meat allergies caused by a certain type of tick <clears throat> is a rising public health concern at the moment and that it's spread across half of the country, spreading from all the way up Canada, down into Mexico, and as you can see on the map there. Covering now, if you want to see this map, it evidently shows you where the territory of this Lone Star tick is. And it it's kind of, it splits a whole bunch of states, kind of splits Texas and Oklahoma and um, I don't know Missouri, Nebraska. It looks like Iowa, uh, up into uh, Indiana and uh, Illinois, and then it, all the states, all the way down to Florida. It's it, and then all the way up into even the northeast into uh, New England area. Not like kind of all the way up into even Maine. Um, that's where it's, I guess, it's spread to. All those states. Now, this is being spread by the Lone Star Tick. This is a tick that has a white dot on its back and kind of stands out when you see it. And it transfers this alpha-gal, which is also what it's called alpha-gal syndrome, this alpha-gal sugar protein into an individual's body. As a result, the body can develop an immune system response to that sugar whenever one consumes it with that sugar being inside of most red meats. This seems like some kind of attack or concoction made in a lab, and it very well could be. Unlike deer ticks, the Lone Star Tick has a smaller chance of transmitting Lyme disease. However, it can transmit a range of other diseases to people, and it can cause this AGS issue. Oh, so it can give you Lyme disease too. Two, two for one there. We've seen where a lot of this has derived in the past dealing with Lyme disease and dealing with the other ticks that are carrying it. That coming out of areas like Plum Island, yes, which conducted all types of experiments in the past, and that's where we first started to see the first signs of Lyme disease popping up up around that base. Now with this new one, you can see that it's primarily on the eastern half of the United States. I'm going to say that this is probably where it originated. Probably in a lab the same exactly. way. Exactly. So just a heads up as they're saying that this is kind of exploding in nature. Just beware when you're out there. Check yourself for ticks and things like that. When you come back in from being outdoors, 
and just be aware. No one out there wants to experience this where you can no longer eat red meat for the rest of your life. Especially if you like to eat red meat. So these symptoms can include a rash, hives, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, shortness of breath, stomach pain, and heartburn. They say symptoms can be mild to severe. And as for this meat allergy, it can manifest hours after taking it. Unlike most things, when someone has an allergic reaction, they have it immediately. The AGS reactions can occur three to six hours after eating red meat. This can work to close down the airways in an individual. Yeah, this stuff we already covered there. Um, I'm going to read you some of these comments below this video now. Okay, so one of the ones says, this is below the video we just heard. <clears throat> they have been they have been seeing people landing in remote areas in black helicopters, getting out in hazmat gear, dumping large, long canisters of bugs out, getting back in the chopper and leaving. For everything that comes out, they are responsible for the sickness 98% of the time. 100%. Those ticks were weaponized and turned loose. Exactly. It's just so convenient that this, this Lone Star tick all of a sudden comes about when it wasn't even, I'm not saying it wasn't a factor before, but now all of a sudden it gives you this meat, this red meat allergy. All in agenda with them wanting you to, to eat, you know, bugs and crickets and, and their franken meat or just go vegan, you know, because they know what that does to somebody from a from a vitality standpoint to do something like that. And they know how devastating it is to the health. And it's all about defiling us at the end of the day, body, soul, and spirit. And this is just one of the ways they can defile us. This lady said, I told my husband basically the same thing after our tomatoes have been overrun by some strange worm we've never even seen before. There was a helicopter flying over our house with a sprayer attached a couple of days before um, my husband and I came down with COVID-19 in June of 2020. Well, again, that's what they say it was, um, right after picking blueberries and eating a few before washing them. I knew then it was airborne and a close cousin of the chronic Lyme disease I've been dealing with since 2012 and a nice recombined flu put me in bed for a few years. I mean, you know, these are just, these are wicked, evil scum that, you know, want to kill us and, and destroy us. Another lady commented, Here in mid-Michigan, we have seen so many ticks on all our kids and pets, it's insane. We've never seen this before. Truly must be weaponized. Yeah, and one guy says, time to buy some chickens and guineas and free-range them. Yeah, because they really do eat a lot of ticks. And I don't know, guinea, gin, guineas, guineas, I guess, um, um, I think that's a, a rodent type thing. I also know possums are super good at eating ticks. I mean, mega, mega good possums are. Another thing that I think you should be doing is pray them out of your area. That, I mean, I rarely ever hear anybody talk about that type of subject, but, and I'm not saying that, you know, the Bible says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Okay, in Jeremiah. And, you know, call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 32 and 33. That's said by God. So call upon God in faith if you're in an area like this and try to pray these things out of existence. 
that they be annihilated, that they, they be destroyed, that all, I mean, again, it's just something you could add to your prayers. I mean, and I do, I have the weaponized tick population in the prayer thing for that exact reason. It's funny because some of the people are saying in their area, they are seeing less ticks in their area. Um, one guy in upstate New York, one guy in Michigan, well, okay, or in Minnesota. Could it be in those areas there was somebody praying against these things? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying what other explanation could there really be other than the power of prayer? I mean, I understand there could be some other thing, but most likely it's God's intervention in some way, shape or form because people are aware of this problem now. I mean, again, I've had it on my prayer list for a long period of time and the power of prayer can move mountains. Okay. So I have a file on insect repellent and a, and a tiny section here. And I, I reposted this tiny section. It says, regarding a good tick repellent, there are several natural ones listed here without DEET. D-E-E-T. You do not want to use that garbage. That is death. Okay. Um, the tick repellents, for the most part, have 4.5 stars from verified buyers. Again, I'm not saying buy it off Amazon, but it's a good place to go to potentially do some research on what products are good and not so good. So anyway, I'll give you a link there. Um, this one, at least at the time when I was doing this, seemed to have the highest rating of the natural ones. It's called Tickwise. Comes, I, I mean, at least in this case, eight ounce bottle. It's made by Three Moms Organics, and it's in a fine mist spray bottle. Deet free, pure, and natural essential oils. I love using a natural essential oils whenever possible. And what you can also do a lot of times is um, <clears throat> make your own. Like you can look at the label of a lot of these. If, if Okay, let's say you buy a bottle and you like it and it works good. You make your own. I mean, if you have the oils. That's one of the things I did in the last two or three years is I tried to secure a good amount of just a broad spectrum of high quality essential oils um, just to have when you can't get them anymore. Again, like what I told you before about, you know, buying stuff when you can buy it because you know, the night cometh when no man can work and the night cometh when you might not be able to order this stuff online or, or any kind of quality version of it. Um, and so I can make just about anything now. I mean, with, with the, with the essential oil blends, I've got all the different oils I've got. I can pretty much make about anything. And typically what I can do is improve upon it because I have an essential oil book that tells me what to do about, I don't know, all the different things they're widely available and you can like maybe look at a label of a product you like and then then you can look at the other and maybe you can add to it and make it even more effective um so and use better ingredients because a lot of times they're going to put other stuff in there that you might not want to be getting anyway i give you that link there um let's see here uh next next part of this is the history of bugs being weaponized for war and this is this is an exhaustive. Uh, before we have had a technological advances in modern day sciences, bug, bugs and insects have been used by military strategists. According to History.com, delivering disease via insect vectors has been wickedly wickedly effective. During World War II, Japanese biological warfare units dropped plague infested fleas and cholera coated flies on Chinese cities, killing some four hundred and forty thousand people. Wow, that's really bad. The Japanese military also developed plans to spread plague-carrying fleas over San Diego in 1945, but never followed through. 
Man, that is horrible. Read the rest of the history of bugs of war before moving along to what has already been created via insects and bugs by scientists, researchers in the modern day military. Here's a picture of a robot mosquito. Okay. And it, it has all the things. It's a very close-up picture. It's a really good picture. It's in the PDF for this date. And it says power source. Um, it shows you the power source on the mosquito. Camera and microphone. It's got a camera and microphone in the front. Syringe. It's got a little syringe that it can inject you with stuff. Processor. Processor's in the back. Legs appear to work via repelling and attracting electromagnets. It's showing it on a person's fingertip. It's that small. And it says, what have your taxes accomplished for you? <laughs> I mean, they've, so they've got these devices as well. And again, it's just really, the Lord Jesus Christ is our only hope, you know, regarding all the stuff that I'm talking about. It's, it's always been that way. And um, I always want to keep that emphasized that, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You know, the Lord is a lamp unto my, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And, you know, all those protection verses of the Lord, you can key in protection verses at contendedfortruth.com. I've done several studies where I went over those verses. From modifying bugs to help plant life to creating insect drones, it's not helping plant life. This is, this is the propaganda. To genetically modifying bugs and insects to military funding for research into de developing bioweapons via bugs and insects the amount of information out there about this topic um is astounding in march of 2023 stefan stanford wrote about how humanity could be wiped out by our own creations with the government making bugs more deadly again though that's not going to happen because there is no bible for humanity being wiped out whether it's by frankenbugs whether it's by nuclear bombs going off there is no I believe the worst of what we're going to see is probably the second half of the tribulation when you got the seal and the trumpet judgments and all the that stuff going on. Um, not to say that it's not going to get horrific leading up to the start of the tribulation, but um, again, when people talk about, oh, we're going to be wiped out by this, I'm like, why wouldn't the Bible have mentioned if like, you know, 90% of the population was going to be taken out before the book of Revelation when there's probably more people on the planet now than ever. So I always bear that kind of in mind. And Jesus said, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars and plagues and pestilences and all these things and see that your heart is not troubled in Matthew 24. So always bear that in mind as well, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Okay. And the Bible says to be careful for nothing. That word mean that word to be means full of care. Okay. Meaning, don't wring your hands and, and live in a state of fear over all the stuff that we're going over here. But again, as a watchman, it, it is my job to kind of give you all a heads up. But I try to do it through a biblical lens so that you're not like wanting to go out and commit suicide after one of my broadcasts. Like, you know, Debbie Downer Tavares. I mean, that's because it's, it's really dark, you know, with a lot of people in alternative media. It's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right, let's go forward here. Um, in 2018 scientists claimed that DARPA was making insects that could deliver bioweapons and, and they have been doing this this is Newsweek admitted it 
And it says the Insect Allies program was announced by DARPA, which is, you know, one of the most satanic arms of our government in 2016. It's research project that aims to protect, protect, right? The U.S. agricultural food supply by delivering protective genes to plants. In other words, the insects. Well, that sounds like Frankenstein in its finest. They're going to um, inoculate the plants with genes via Franken-insects? That's, I'm translating for you. That's what they mean. They're playing God. Uh, in an editorial published by Journal Science, a group of researchers led by Richard Guy Reeves from the Max Planck Institute for Evolutionary Biology in Germany says, insect allies, isn't, well, this is from DARPA, is, isn't exactly what it says it is. Instead, they claim DARPA is potentially developing insects as a means of delivering a new class of biological weapon. That's exactly what they're doing. We have it here now with the Lone Star Tick. Um, the key points from the next little report is from the Defender Child's Children's Health Defense News and Views. It says scientists and legal scholars question the rationale for the use of insects to disperse infectious genetically engineered viruses engineered to edit the chromosomes of plants, warning that the technology could very easily be weaponized. Well, it already is. I mean, that's playing God. It's evil. It's wicked. There's no good that comes from that. Does anyone doubt that a bug or an insect can be genetically modified to deliver protective genes to plants or crops, can also be modified to deliver any type of virus, plague, or disease to people? Of course. In September of 2021, this issue became concerning enough that a New Jersey congressman, Chris Smith, proposed an amendment regarding the weaponization of ticks. Yeah, because it's evidently it's just well known, you know. The House of Representatives this week passed an amendment offered by New Jersey Congressman Chris Smith directing the federal government's watchdog agency to investigate the Department of Def Defense's possible weaponization of ticks and other insects with Lyme disease during this consideration of the National Defense Authorization Act for Fiscal Year 2022, H.R. 4350. And he, he said, Americans deserve the truth, Smith said. So, I mean, it's, you know, this isn't like a conspiracy theory or that has no... Validity. I mean, this is this has been going on for a long time. Um, other related things that you can look at if you want to know more about this. There's a link here, and it's to a report long before suspicions rose about a lab leak. Government scientists were fiddling with bugs to make them more deadly. Then there's books. One book is called Six-Legged Soldiers Using Insects to as a Weapon of War. And then another one, Bitten, The Secret History of Lyme Disease and Biological Weapons. That's probably going to talk about Plum Island there. And then another one, etymological warfare is a real thing. Bottom line, with all the information available online regarding the weaponization of bugs, whether drones that look like bugs or insects or genetically modifying bugs to deliver viruses to plants, which could just as easily be delivered to human beings, is it too much of a stretch to be suspicious of a new emerging public health concern regarding the use of ticks to cause an allergy to meat? Especially when we keep hearing from obsessed climate change crowd about how we need to stop eating meat. Okay, so we're wrapping up here, and um, I contacted the uh, the uh, president of um, Invive, Mouth Silver Protein, and um, and asked him because this Alpha Gal thing is a, a pretty recent aberration. Again, it's what happens when they have bioweapons. You know, they just pop up, and you know something that you weren't dealing with at all before. Now you are. Uh, and I asked him was the protocol for alpha gal 
from the Lone Star Tick, the same, or it's, it's also called AGS. Was it the same as Lyme disease? Now, just so you know, also is like, I make sure that I put the, um, like this is the first time I've ever talked about alpha gal. So what I did is I put alpha gal, alpha dash gal, or AGS in um, the titles that will be in the table of contents and, and that will also be up on the individual web pages that I post and that therefore if you ever do a keyword search for it you should be able to go back and find that and then you can click on the PDF for that date when it'll be this date and it'll give you the protocol you know for free on what to do um, and I asked him if it was the same protocol for AlphaGal as it was for Lyme. And um, he said, yes. The, the starting protocol is the same for Lyme disease. And I'll just give you that right now. Which is, and again, I'm not claiming to treat anything. Can't do that. Only the guys in the white lab coats with the magic prescription pads can do that. Um, but what it is, my recommendations, if it were me... The protocol is for a 120 pound individual, which obviously most people are more than 120 um, individual. You do 5,000 part per million of the involved mild silver protein. Um, that's the strength you use. And you do four teaspoons or 20 milliliters twice a day until asymptomatic. And um, if you think, and I wrote in here, if you think you've just been bitten, take the above dosage for a week and then you know you can discontinue i would also apply the 5000 ppm right over the area where you've been bitten once you've removed the tick okay um, now in lyme disease you get what they call a bullseye rash and that'll that'll occur i don't know in kind of close proximity after you've been bitten it's like a bullseye around the rash i don't believe that happens if it's just alpha gal of course you can get lime and alpha gal from the same tick as we've just learned so you know that's a double bioweapon um so you know if it was me and i've been bit by a tick i don't care if i get a bullseye rash i don't i would do this protocol and and again just because you don't know if the tick's been weaponized i'd probably do this protocol for like a week just to be on the safe side and that's if it was me you do as the lord leads you i'm not trying to sell product or whatever i'm just saying that's that's what I would do. Um, now, you decrease or increase dosage, 5 milliliters, which is 1 teaspoon, for every 30 pounds above or below the 120-pound mark that I just gave you. So again, if it was, um, if you're 150 pounds, you would add an extra teaspoon in to the total protocol, okay? Um and in this way, you can calculate this for children as well as the dosage is weight dependent and not age dependent. There are 24 teaspoons in each bottle of 5,000 part per million in Vive. Hold each dose in the mouth for at least two minutes before swallowing. I do way more than that personally. If I take it and it'll also, it's also going to totally clear out, you know, candida and, um, you know, a lot of other stuff as well. It's not just going to work on one thing. If it's viral, bacterial, or, or um, uh, viral, bacterial, or fungal, it's going to work on that. Now, I will say the one exception is for herpes, 
because it lives in the spinal ganglion of the, especially herpes simplex 2, but herpes simplex 1, herpes zoster, doesn't matter, you would want to use a product called Mesosilver on that one. And it's a much lower, it's only 20 part per million, but it's much smaller and it, it will penetrate better. I don't think for the other stuff I would use Invive, but because Invive is not as small of a particle size, it cannot get into the spinal ganglion like the Mesosilver can, okay? And I don't sell that. You can just key, look it up online and you can buy that. I think it's like one word Mesosilver. And, you know, you do like a teaspoon to two teaspoons a day to keep any kind of herpes symptomatology totally suppressed, okay? And that's probably all you'd need to do on that particular one. I don't think it has to be any more complicated than that on herpes. And, and herpes is something, and I don't know if you, I don't know if it would ever cure it. I don't know. I really don't. It's one of, I mean, curing herpes is, is harder than like stage four cancer because of where it lives, where it stays dormant at in the spinal gang. It's so hard to reach because there's such a poor blood supply. So that's about the only time I would say mesosilver would be preferred over Vive in that particular specific application. Okay, just like a, a surgeon would use a specific scalpel to do a specific procedure in the body. It's, it's similar. Anyway, um, okay, so there are, uh, I, you know, two minutes at least holding the mouth before swallowing. Uh, you can hit your tongue with a little bit of organic peppermint oil prior to doing that. It, it'll, um, it, I like, you know, it, it helps the taste because it is very strong. It's very concentrated. 5,000 part per million does not taste good. Okay. And, but it's very concentrated. And then you can brush your teeth after each dose. Um, I like to like rinse my mouth with water, swallow a couple times. That way I'm getting all the silver in my system. And then brush my teeth. Um, adding 20 to 30 drops of Pharma Grade DMSO into the 5,000 bottle PPM silver bottle will also help penetration. You can get Pharma Grade DMSO on eBay. Okay. Um, if you're higher body weight, you can also break the dosages up into like three to four dosages, which is typically better. It's just more of a pain to do three or four dosages as opposed to two. The website is www.dr is in doctor hyphen symbol or dash symbol Johnson J O H N S O N dot com and it'll change to another website when you plug that in but that's just a much easier way to get there okay um, also if you add in for lime one of the the lime spirochete um, copper's also been found to be really really good to um, as to go against that lime spirochete. So like what I'm telling you is, is that I don't like to ever put all my eggs in one basket. And if you did a little bit of copper, you did the silver protocol, um, there's another product that you can take. And this would be more so if you already had Lyme disease and it's called Biocedin. And it's it it's for bi what they call biofilms and um, chronically re reoccurring infections. It's bio, bio, biotanical research, biosyn liposomal. I, I, I carry it. Um, it's pricey, but it's a very specific niche product I would use in a Lyme case. Or let's say you had alpha-gal or something. You already had it. I'd probably do all three of these, the copper, the silver, and the biocedin. And um, this is a liposomal spray, the biocedin. 
and it's for chronic bacterial issues it's in liposomal delivery and it's key benefit when addressing Lyme disease and other pathogens and again on that if you want to know how to order just contact me at my uh, email address which you can reach me through the contact page I listed here it's also at the top of every PDF I put out okay uh, okay so is there anything else I forgot here so basically it's the same protocol then for Lyme disease and alpha-gal that way just keep it simple both from ticks both biological weapons from ticks and you could get both from them so um it's not something i would mess around with you know and if you if you get it early you're gonna hopefully knock it out and it's not going to be an issue it's not like you're going to develop it or whatever it's just like even they even say if you get um you see the bullseye rash and you get on really strong antibiotics from typically they say you knock it out and then you don't have to deal with it. It's not like, oh, now I've got chronic Lyme for the rest of my life. No, you've knocked it out. Even with antibiotics, I'm, you know, that you can do that. Uh, I'm not sure about alpha-gal. I don't know. I don't know if antibiotics would work the same way. I, I just don't know. But I would do the same protocol on, on, along what I just gave you. Uh, I had a listener. This was in August 8th, 2016. David A. And he said... Uh, hi, Dr. Johnson. I was previously suffering from Lyme disease until I purchased and took the Invives colloidal silver. I had been symptom-free for over a year now, and I wanted to thank you for advice you gave me through the email as I was taking it. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's one of the testimonials that I've gotten regarding uh, Lyme disease. Also, I have um, this one product I got called Dimpro, which is... A, a substance called dim which is really really good it's it's one of the products i talked about when the east palestine thing happened and all the chemicals it's super good at um uh hormonal balance and also it's listed for weight management but it's also uh super good as far as a uh, detoxer and for chemicals and things of this nature now on the hormonal balance i will warn you if you're not estrogen dominant if you've got low estrogen this probably is not going to be the product you want to do because it will probably take your estrogen levels even lower okay so that's good to know for women but most people even men and women have higher estrogens because they have a lot of what they call xenoestrogens which are the bad estrogens we get from a lot of the products that we can use or come in contact with the thermo paper receipts loaded with bpa that type of stuff. Um, a lot of the xenoestrogens in cosmetics and in lotions and soaps. And if you're not being vigilant about all that stuff, you might have high xenoestrogens. Men that have high high xenoestrogens typically are the ones that have like the male breasts, you know. Um, and um, that's an attribute of that. But uh, DIM is super good for for that. And I have one called DIM Pro from Da Vinci. I've got several bottles that are nearing their it's really a best use date. It's, it's not an expiration. It's best use. They put them on there for FDA. It's also good for the company because then they say, oh, you got to buy more. Okay, so I've, these are best use date is, is 11.23. So I'm going to be selling these at half price. And they're normally 33 and I'm, I put them up there for 17, almost half price. So um, I don't know. If you, if you want, if you're interested, just email me and uh, 
those are half price until I sell out. Okay, so I'm trying to see if there's anything more I needed to go over. Um, yeah, no, I think that is it. So God bless you, and Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.